I want to share something very small. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for forcing us to see another Christmas season. We pray that in this brief moment, you minister to us. You bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The time is fast spent, so I'm not going to, you know, give, you know, I can say it in two minutes. So I'm going to do it in two minutes. Two to five minutes. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we've, we've, we've read the scriptures, and personally, every time that I hear the Christmas story, you know, it's very fascinating, and it's even more fascinating that this year we have a doctor, I think he's a doctor of bones, so maybe he's, he's but anyway, he's a doctor still. You're a doctor of bones, so bones, bones, yeah. yes, yes, so. <laughs> The last time he was showing me some bones that he had used some, I don't know, what is that screw or some, he's used to join. I said, hey, people's, yes. That they've used screw and all that. I said, hey, how do they sit? <laughs> anyway, yes, yes. So I, I'm taking one, one of the characters in the Christmas story. There are so many of them, you know, right from the Old Testament true to the new, and you know, if you take your time to read Geneva, that there's so many lessons you can learn from. But in this brief moment, I want to talk about the wise men. You know, when we were young, we used to say, that, oh, the three wise men. The Bible never said three wise men. Never said. They brought three gifts. Yes. And even the three gifts, they were asking three categories of gifts. Did not say one gold, one, no. It's three categories. So he said, wise men from the east. Wise men from. So if you've been saying there are three wise men, they were never three. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And I just it in the shoes of the wise men. So what can we learn from the wise men? What can we learn? And, you know, it's very fascinating that when Jesus came and he was ministering, and Gentiles came to the scene. They were always, Jesus would be telling, I did not come for you. I did not do this for you. It would only take people who persevere a little bit to get something out of him. But surprisingly, when he was born, it was men from the east. You know. And the Bible did not say the east, where the east is. You know. But one of the lessons that we can learn from the, white, the wise men is that there were people who were seeking after the truth with parents. It's my mic, or the way. Yeah. there were people seeking after the truth with perseverance. The, the, everything I'm sharing is in Matthew chapter 2 1 to 12, the scripture that Elizabeth read. And you know, the Bible makes us understand that there were men coming from the east, and there are some people, there are some schools of thought that are saying that the east that was used, you know, the King James. The East is written in the E is capital. If I know some versions, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Sometimes you have to check the King James. It helps. It helps to bring certain context to some of the Bibles that we have around have meetings. <laughs> so you can see it. Yes, even the New King James say that wise men from the East. The East is capital. So some people are saying that that East that is there. Let me say school of thought, not some people. They are saying that the East written there is Eastern School of Astrology. 
So that means and that particular school was found in Babylon. So from Jerusalem to Babylon is 2,700 kilometers. So that is a very far place. And Jesus was born and they came around the time Jesus was born, which means that they left early. You know, and you know, they say 2,700 kilometers. So they say averagely, if you have camel and all those things, you can do an average of about 30 kilometers a day. So if you are doing 30 kilometers a day, and it's like you will not fall sick, nothing will happen, you are just traveling every day, you are doing 90 days straight. So these men traveled 90 days, three months, just to come. So by the time they were traveling, I think Jesus was still in the womb. <laughs> but there were people that were seeking the truth with perseverance. And I think that's one of the lessons that all of us can learn, that we can also begin in our quest to know more about Christ, we should be persevering in our seeking of the truth. And you know, these people, the way they were traveling, it's not like there was M, they took, they took M1 and they branched onto the A1. There was nothing like that. You, 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 could, you could be sure that it was desert or some. You never even know what would have happened to them in terms of, you know, the wilderness experience and all those things. And I think all of us in our seeking of the truth, we sometimes we go through wilderness experience. The wilderness experience of somebody causing you to be angry in church. Or even, you know, the wilderness experience of, you know, you not being happy with something. Or even, you not even having money in your pocket. Or, you know, losing your job. All those things are there. But as you are seeking after Christ, do it with perseverance. Am I getting an amen? Yes. And uh, I, I will just say about two so that we can do the karaoke. <laughs> and the second one I want to talk about is that they were generous. Say generous. See, they traveled far. You know, they could have even been an excuse that, oh, I've traveled far so I can just come just as I am with that one plea. But that blood was shed for me. You know, but they brought gifts to honor Jesus which shows that Christ is deserving of our best. You know, he's deserving. Some of us, we don't even do 27 kilometers to come to church, but we don't bring our best. Christ deserves our best. Do we come with our leftovers, our tired and distracted souls, or we come (laughs) with our best? You know, these people, you know, that's the same thing like, like what Mr. Bila did. These people that have raised the bar. 2,700 kilometers. Still, they came in their best. Some of us, if the Uber or somebody don't call you to arrange a van or a car, you will not come. Your best. Your best. So, Pastor, you know, I, recently I was talking to a lady in church. And, you know, she, she okay, I've said she, so, and I said the lady, so. <laughs> I was talking to somebody. <laughs> it's too late. Uh, yeah, it's too late. I was talking to a lady, a guy, somebody. The person used to stay very close. You know, the person could walk, walk around, walk just about five minutes to church. Then I had not been sitting there for a while, so I caught her. I said, like, ah, why, what is happening? And uh, okay, if I give, no, it's fine. I will not give much detail, but I said, ah, 
what is happening? I'm not seeing you around. So, oh, I've moved very far. So when I said I've moved very far, I thought he was going to say, I even stay in Birmingham. <laughs> Do you know where the person stays? <laughs> Maybe you, you, you are even thinking that the person stays in York. Not York. <laughs> the person has moved to Fanley. <laughs> Those of us that know Fanny. Fanny is just before you get to Bradford. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you take bus 42 or something. That's where the person has moved to. And the person drives. <laughs> so, so, you see, I'm just saying this to let us know that Christ deserves our best. Christ is our best. Yes. And you know, I think yesterday I was having a chat with Evangelist, and I was telling Evangelist that God has people. Yeah. See, God has people who can travel 2,700 kilometers. So when he looks at some of us, the things that we are doing, then he said, like, these people, they are not serious. <laughs> Amen. Yes, yeah, so Christ is deserving of our best. You have to have, and our best is not just even just our substance. Yes, our substance is very important. But ourselves, Paul said that they first give themselves, you know. So uh, yourself, you know, yes. When you start not, give, when you get to the place where it's your substance that is going, it's your substance that is going, it's good, but watch it. Very soon, the substance will not go again because you yourself, you are not going. You get it, yes, yes. And you too, if you're also giving and it's like everything, the thing is passing you by to that one too, it's not good. You have to give yourself and you have to give your substance. You know, yes. The two is the one that shows that you love God. Imagine you take a lady or a guy to the restaurant and say that, oh, you've come. Then we are sitting there drinking water. No. You have to eat. <laughs> so it's the two. Your substance, yourself and the substance. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. And I think the third one I will say because of our time, and I'll end it. Is obedience to divine warnings. Obedience to divine warnings. You know, when they went, I don't know how it happened, but I think, that, and I believe that they were men of prominent, you know, because you can't just go to, you can't just come from anywhere and go and see the king. It doesn't happen that, that way. They had audience with the king, you know, and they talked to Herod. You know, I think it was, my wife does not like this, but I'll do it. Well, I don't know whether it was two days ago. She was asking, how many heroes are in the New Testament? I said, hey, you asked a good question. <laughs> you can also say, there are a lot of heroes in there. But at some point, I was seeing so many heroes. Then I asked, is the hero the title or a name? Then I realized that it's a name, but it's the family. It's like, you know, everybody wants to be assisted with that name. So you see that, you know, we have Her- Herod that we know in these stories, Herod the Great. We have Herod Agrippa, Antipas, all those, Herod, Philip, all those, so search, search. Nowadays, we are not students of the word, search. Sunday, I'll ask you, how many heroes are in the Bible? How many? Yes, and finally, oh, somebody said, is there a Herod in the Bible? <laughs> God have mercy on you. <laughs> okay, so obedience to divine warnings. When they went and talked to Herod, Herod, you know, tried to play smart on them, but just when they were about leaving, they heard, they heard from the Lord. 
should not go back. And they decide. Amen. And I've written here that our, our hearts and our ears open to the prompting of the Spirit. Tells us to do something. Only God knows the number of things we would have escaped when we, if we listened. Or only God knows the number of things we would have prevented if we listened. You know, imagine these guys did not listen. I don't know, 2,000 years that we've come, I don't know what the story will be telling. That Christ came, but... <laughs> because of a disobedient, because of a disobedient, I don't, if you are disobedient, the wise, in, in the case, <laughs> you can't be disobedient and be wise at the same time. <laughs> you know, so we are sometimes guilty of being so busy that we can't hear his voice above the noise. You know, yes. Our world is, you know. I read a book where the person was saying that in our generation, the demons specialize in three things busyness, noise, and crowd. These three. So, busyness. Like all of us, if you check our calendars, we are too busy. Noise. It's like we, we, there's no quiet place around us. Even if we are by ourselves, we have to be listening to, you know, it's like something should be playing every time. And crowd. It's like, and even for us, I, I even struggle to understand because the crowd that we belong, we are in a crowd, but we are still alone because even though we are in a crowd, we are on our phone. So I don't get it. You know, so, but these are the things that we struggle with. You know, but I'll end by saying that it's so fascinating that Christ is for everyone. And you know, he went to the extent of using stars to direct these people. And these people, I don't really even know whether they were people that believed in God or not, but they came. And I believe that we too are the stars that Christ is using to bring certain people in. Do you understand? Now we are the stars. So wherever you find yourself, you know, sometimes you never know what someone might be going through and the small word that you share that will change everything. Daniel chapter 12, verse 3, my last scripture, then I am done. Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. If you are there, you can. Okay. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Amen. So the star that led these people to Christ, now I don't think that those stars are really in existence. I don't know. But now you and I are the stars. And the Bible is saying that those who turn many to righteousness are the stars that will be shining forever and ever. May you see yourself as a star. And may you see that God has deposited so much in you. And may you see yourself as an anointed one that God can use to turn their life and for of people around. Amen. Father, we thank you for this word. We pray that you cause us to seek after you with perseverance. You cause us to be generous towards you and towards mankind. And we also want to pray that you grant us the obedience to heed to the divine warnings. And may we be the stars that bring many 
to your house. May you bring the stars that bring many to the faith. May you bring the stars that cause people to know you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.